Imagine a world with no cold calling. A world where companies don't sell your data to other companies who want to pester you. At G4 Claims, we don't cold call and we don't buy a single lead from data companies. Oh, and if you're due any compensation from your car accident, you pay nothing to us at all. For full accident management support, including motor replacement, repairs and personal injury compensation claims, just search G4 Claims today. For help the way you want it. Hi and welcome to this week's episode of the DW Podcast. Uh, for those that have been listening in recent weeks, you will know that I have been doing a series of great Scots. So we've had uh, Sanjeev Kohli, who's better known as Naveed and Still Game, uh, Stuart Braithwaite from the band Mogwai, uh, Julia Lynn McLeod, who's a magnificent chef and owns Julie's Cockatium out in the Glasgow South Side. And I thought it would only be right that uh, I got someone on from my local town in Motherwell, who I think is not only a, a great friend of mine, but a great musician, uh, and I would class as a great, great Scot. So, Tommy Maguire, thanks for coming on. Thank you very much, Derek. A great Scot. I never realised I was going to be one of those uh, uh, classed as that in your podcast. I'm, well, I'm it's funny, right? Sanjeev the, Coley, that's mad. Ah, listen, you know, people <laughs> do these things, and it's so easy to big people up for all around the country, but I think that we're often, you know, we're, we're often quite hard on ourselves, and we've got some amazing people, as you'll know, for Motherwell and Lanarkshire, over the years, be it you know, sports people, musicians, specifically musicians, actually, know, we come from an area where we've been blessed for music. Ah, uh, definitely, man. Definitely. There's a lot of, lot of people for the local area doing well. It's good. It's brilliant to see. And uh, I, I just thought it would be nice to, to chuck you in there and, and make sure that we're, we're pushing the ML1 as well. <laughs> Class. Thank you very much, mate. Brilliant. Thank you very much for having us on. What's been happening with yourself? Eh, uh, not a lot. Just kind of coming off the back of releasing a single just the last day of October there, 30th of October, um, which kind of done pretty well. So I'm, I've just been getting a, a video done for that as much as I can with all the kind of things in place, you know what I mean, all the restrictions and whatnot. But uh, it's been good. We're get, getting to where we need to be and hopefully there'll be a video very soon for the song. So happy days. I'm going to big you up here and I would say that, you know, people see people in the, the Scottish music scene uh, rising to the top and, and they don't usually see the, the hard work that goes in. But I think, you know, you are one of the hardest working musicians I know. You, you spend your, your life essentially travelling around the country playing gigs, playing in pubs at every opportunity you've got your guitar and your microphone in front of you. So it must be a bit of a strange time for you just now, you know, like with everyone shutting down. Yeah, it was it was a it was a good the last few years have been brilliant see in terms of getting gigs and meeting people within the industry and doing just getting different opportunities and stuff like that. So it was good and obviously getting myself set up. Um and then obviously the lockdown happened, which that was March, wasn't it? So I think I was gigging right up to like the day before it, obviously no entirely sure what was happening and then it was like all of a sudden you're getting told August and then you're getting to August and then we're getting now we're here, you know what I mean? And we don't really know what's going to happen next week gigs and stuff like that, but it's I miss doing it, man. See, just like I was doing live streams and whatnot for ages there and see just like, um, you're, not, you're not getting the same feeling as much as it's, it's entertaining and stuff like that um, and watching all the people doing live streams and whatnot. For the musician, you're not getting the same feeling whatsoever, you know what I mean? It's just, it's the... By all means, you're just sitting in your living room playing your guitar in front of your in front of your iPad or in front of your computer or whatever it is. So well, it'd be brilliant to get back out gigging again, man. I think it's the same for folk that are watching it at home as well. Like you really crave, or I certainly do really crave that live music hit. Um, it's great to man. see people. It's great to see people, you know, playing tunes and stuff. But it's just not the same as as being in a, in a room with your mates and your family or your friends, is it? Exactly. I know it's the atmosphere you miss into it. It's just 
getting a laugh and going out and enjoying yourself. That's that's pretty much the main part. I'm sure everybody's missing. I've touched so on hopefully it. that comes back, <laughs> come back ASAP up with that. I know, I know. Have you done? Have you done any of these kind of virtual things that have been been happening? I know you mentioned your live streams at the start of it. Yeah, well, I took part in the Sofathon sing along early on in lockdown. That was for supporting the venue, the live venues and stuff like that, which is obviously a brilliant cause. Um, but on top of that, I was just I was doing it on my Facebook page as much as I could. I was I, I said to myself right at the start, I'm going to do one every night until this lockdown's over, and I thought I'm just going to graft it. <laughs> I think it was about a week and a half in and I thought, yeah, this might actually go on for a wee while and I've committed to this. <laughs> so I was like, I went to one a week and then it was, and then I've just got to a stage where I was running out of tunes, you know what I mean? Like you, <laughs> it, it, it's fair enough if you're playing a different pub every Friday night, but if you're, if you're going on your live set, I've only got so much of a set list, you know what I mean? Be it three hours in a pub, you know what I mean? But you're still sitting there playing the same tunes week in, week out. So it, it's, it's that, that war a wee bit, but... Um, I the the live streaming and stuff. I will keep it up. I will, I'll keep trying to learn and expand, and obviously try and write. I'll, I'll play a lot more of my own songs that I've been writing and stuff like that. But um, honestly, man, the sooner we're back to gigging, the better. I can't wait. Honestly, can't wait. Yeah, Especially yeah. all that. See with the, with the single. Like after the back of that, I was like, I'm going to arrange a party. I'm going to get. I'm going to get a gig. I'm going to do that. And then I just thought, I can't do anything. I can't arrange anything. Like, I can't, you know what I mean? You can't. You no. can't Go ahead we'll, with anything. So. We'll go into it, Tommy, and the single like absolutely yeah. blew up. But I mean, you're around the corner for me and and Motherwell just down the road. And what was it like? What was your early experiences of, of playing music? Because I don't know if I'm I'm being unfair here, but I sometimes think you know, as as a young kid, it's becoming a bit cooler now. But I think maybe when we were growing up, it was almost like everybody plays football or you know goes and hangs about down the parks. Like there's not many people actually picking up guitars and and putting themselves out there singing because <clears> they often get scrutinised. I know that's it. It's it's the the fear of getting the Mickey took out you early on. And I, I remember, man, I got I, I got the Mickey took out me type thing. As, as as much as people were supportive, you always, you always get your deals and all the rest of it. But just fair play, you know, I mean, everybody gets it. But uh, I think that maybe people people can like I've heard some folks sing in their class. You know what I mean? I'm like, you, you could really like you could turn up to an open mic, come with me and bring a guitar. I'll play a guitar for you and do a few tunes. Nah, can you do that? You're like, How no? You know, you just, you just uh-huh. exactly like and and. Uh, even just for karaoke or something like that, people are hesitant to go. Like, go and get a tune, <laughs> go and get a tune. You know? um, but no, I think the early days I started the band. I was in Isotones. I was uh, early on when I was about sixteen, seventeen, right up to I was about eighteen, nineteen. Um, and I was in bands, different bands after that, doing pubs and elsewhere. But I remember early on the band of these putting gigs on up in the Motherwell. Um, what, what suite was that? Was it the, the David Cooper suite or something? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, that's I, and then there was a few. There was a few in it, and then that uh, real time, the Motherwell people they were putting gigs on at the time. So it was good getting. It was there was a wee kind of local scene going for a wee time. Uh, the bands for Russia and all the rest of it, and obviously Motherwell makes music, which I'm sure we'll go on to yeah. as well. It was a brilliant thing. Uh, they were all they were all brilliant opportunities coming up, but that was the opportunities. You know what I mean? Obviously now they're, they're diminished again, but um, I think locally. Getting a wee band scene or something like that, it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt, you know what I mean, for, for all the young kids coming up and stuff like that, who probably have a love for music and stuff like that. And I teach music as well, so I see a lot of the kind of prospects, young prospects are dying to go out and get gigging and playing bands and stuff like that. And um, as much as there's recording studios or rehearsal studios and stuff like that local, then it's the gigs, you know what I mean? It's, it's having, a lot of them will maybe not be able to make it into Glasgow, especially, I remember nobody able to drive and stuff like that, see, so try to get a gig before I could drive. It was never happening. It was one every six months or something like that, you know what I mean? So uh, it'd be good to maybe try and build that up a wee bit again. So I'm sure we'll, we'll move on to the, the plans of the, 
Absolutely. Rural makes music Absolutely. from that, yeah. I think as well, Tommy, like you, you see it, people, you know, teaching youngsters guitar and, and singing and stuff as well. And I think at first, you know, there is that nervousness and hesitation, isn't there? But I think for people like yourself who's, you know, just brought out their single, it's, it's you know, and right into the charts. When, when you see people that are just on your doorstep doing these things, it, it inspires others and gives them a platform to think, oh, if Tommy can do it, you know, he's just up the road. It, they see themselves in you. I, I, I remember having that feeling when I was younger, you know what I mean? I remember being in my mate's house and the Lathlon Danes came in for a gig and, and they went out to a gig and I'm like, ah, that's cool as in, I want to do that one day type thing. And then I remember finding out Paolo Natini was with Paisley as well and being like, what? Because he's got a pure Italian name, I thought he was like a New York <laughs> Italian guy type thing or something like that. And my mum said, no, he's with Paisley. I was like, no chance. So when you see somebody local, it's... It's not, it's no, it's not impossible. You know what I mean? It isn't really impossible with the right hard work and the right dedication. You, people who are wanting to make a career in music can certainly do it. I'm saying that now, by the way, but we'll see how the live, the live gigs go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, that's it coming back. I mean, you, you play live gigs every single weekend. You know, like non-stop. But I think that when live gigs do come back, I spoke to Stuart from Mobile about this. It's almost like there's going to be such an influx at once of people that haven't played gigs. I hope that people, I mean, it's going to be hard to afford everything, but I hope that people don't think, I can't go to everything. Or, you know, I hope that bands don't think, oh, I'll put off this month because there's too much happening. You know, there might be too exactly. much happening, but it's all going to come at one time, isn't it? Everybody's yeah. wanting to be the first one to get in and get out first. Um, exactly. It will be strange when it comes to that, but, but <clears throat> hopefully at the same time, people are dying to get out and have maybe no, no been spending money and stuff and have some put away for. That's what I'm going to make a petition, start putting money away so when gigs come back, you can all come. Let's talk about the single then, because as I said earlier, okay. it absolutely blew up. Like, tell us about it. So, I recorded it at uh, 45A Side Recordings in Glasgow with the producer Paul McNally. So, I, I wrote the song months in advance and I was just kind of playing it around the house and all the rest of it. Um, it's in a different tuning, so. I think I just kept one of my guitars in a different tune. I was always playing it um, straight off the bat. And I just thought, once I'd finished it, I kind of wrote it all up, made a demo on GarageBand and then took it into the studio. And it was a, it was a two-day job. It was, it was, we got the majority done in one day. I'm, I, the hardest part, obviously, the now, the restrictions and all the rest of it, I couldn't get like a piano player in, someone who's like absolutely boss at the piano or a, a bassist then like so I just I just fired all the instruments myself so I done bass piano and guitar and obviously all the vocals and whatnot yeah sure enough um, just a wee bit no, I mean I had to get it in somewhere I've not said that yet <laughs> but uh, but obviously I couldn't get anybody to do it so I, there's wee bits I think oh that, that could sound better if, if I, like somebody you know what I mean somebody who's class at the piano might have been able to put another touch on it but I did my best but um, done all that released it got it out on iTunes um, Spotify and all the rest of it and then I just fired some posts on Facebook and it, it, right at the start I, I, I went on to check the iTunes chart just off the bat because I just wanted to see you know what I mean just out of curiosity I'll go and check it and it was at 120 and I, right at the start I thought I'm going to see if I can I'll put a post up try and promote it as best I can and see if I can get the top 100 and then I checked again and it was at like 40 and I'm like you're, <laughs> you're kidding me on man and then it got, as, it got as high as 14 and the full time I'm just sitting there on my jaw on the floor like, what is happening? I, I couldn't believe it. And then the following week, uh, everyone's streaming it on Spotify. Again, massive thanks to MD if you weren't able to buy it on iTunes for streaming it because it obviously all helps towards it. And it ended up number seven in the official Scottish charts. That's crazy, eh? 
that's crazy, mate. <laughs> I didn't expect it. I thought, I, I, I don't know, I just thought, like, I didn't get, I brought a single out in 2017 and you've got the option to release it to the charts, like, when you're publishing the, the music, when you're putting it on Spotify and all that. It's like a wee extra, do you want to add this for entry for the charts? And you go, I go and then like, see what happens. What happens? The first one got absolutely nowhere near in 2017, so I didn't have the expectations, you know what I mean? This completely surpassed them, uh, if there was any. But I just wanted um, to put a tune out to try and get a wee bit of optimism about things. Obviously, the song's about pretty much like, if you don't laugh, you'll greet situations, you know right. what I mean? If, it just like being optimistic and smiling through tough times. And obviously, I think, I hit the nail on the head with the way everyone's feeling at the minute. I think everybody's just scum up with Absolutely. everything that's going on. So as it's always good to kind of remember to smile when everyone's getting getting you down and all the rest of it. But yeah, so videos next up and then you mentioned there that you were you you know you had the guitar in the house and it was in different tuning and mm-hmm. you were playing it to yourself. And before you done that demo, did you ever think this is something special here? Because it is an absolute cracker, you know. I'm very I am self-critical, mate. I, like Probably the first time I wrote it and first time I played it, I went, that's a belter. The more I play it, like, I, 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 I annoy myself with that because I, I'll write what I think to be a pretty good song and then I'll keep playing it over and over again and just going, nah. Like, you know what I mean? I talked myself out it almost. But for this one, I just kind of stuck through it. Um, and I just thought, well, I need, to, I, need, I need to do something. I want to get a song record. I've got recorded, sorry. I've got this song here. I'm just going to go and get it done. You know what I mean? It was just a kind of almost <laughs> an impulse decision. Almost the the videographer Graham Glover, who I'm doing the video with for the single, he he messaged me in like September or something, just saying I'm getting a new camera. If you want to do anything, let's let's try it. And I thought that's an opportunity that's come up, and I've not got a song to do it with. You know what I mean? I've not got a song that to go and make a video. And I thought I need to get back together here. Like with everything slowing down, it was very easy to take the foot off the gas with it a wee bit. You know what I mean? Because you kind of get out. You're not. You're in the house. <clears throat> I couldn't have played that song in front of an audience. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't have a seal of approval with it. So that to, to find the confidence to go and do it was a kind of a bit a big leap. But you'd never, played that. Me, like, you'd never played that live before. I think maybe once, maybe I might be. I think maybe once, but it would only it would have been in like a pub on a Sunday when nobody's nobody's really listening anyway. You know what I mean? It's just ambient music. I thought I'll throw this in, see if it fits into the set or if anybody lifts a heat or whatever. You know what I mean? So I wonder if that um, did you because I wonder if you'd have played it live a few times. You might have thought oh, I'm not sure about this, or you might have questioned. I don't know. What, I don't know where this is going. I don't, I, this isn't really working and stuff like that. You, you're right, mate. That 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 is exactly it. I think it's a very natural thing to start talking to yourself about your own songs once because because think of how many times you've listened to it in comparison to someone listening to it the first time, you know what I mean? I remember when it came out, when the song came out, I actually sat in the morning and went, like, I'm going to try and listen to it as if it's the very first time I've listened to it. I just, you can't do it. <laughs> I don't yeah. care what this is. You can't, you, you know exactly what's coming up and all the rest of it and you're preparing yourself for the high notes and you're, you know, it doesn't work like that. Uh, you, you lose the element of surprise. So I think you do talk yourself out of it and maybe that was a benefit no um, getting to play it in front of an audience maybe need to start doing it maybe I'll just stop doing gigs and just start <laughs> living in a studio you know what I mean <laughs> maybe that's the next step it's amazing like as you see these artists put things out and they shoot up to number seven in the Scottish charts for example and they almost take it for granted but the thing for me that was it was amazing to see was you know you were documenting your journey for the day that this came out and the following days into people hearing it going from number 120 to number 40 
and just seeing your face, you know, on social media, lighting up, and being absolutely <laughs> delighted as it was coming in was was really special. I know it's, it's brilliant, mate. Your face has been tripping me for the past six months with no gigs. You know what I mean? <laughs> so nobody able to play music. So it was, it was just, it, it was genuine. It was just, it was total. Like, I can't believe this is happening to me, type thing. Um, so the support was, the support was amazing, man. Like I put up a wee post. I think I'd get up. Uh, go radio. I'd get a hold of it, and they wanted me to come on for a, an interview early doors in the breakfast show. So I was up, like, just like, woke up, one eye open. Had a house coat on, done the interview, and then after that, I thought, right, I better put a post on Facebook. And without thinking, just fired the post up. My mum texted me, she's like, Are you in your dressing gown? And <laughs> that, <laughs> what are you doing? You're not shaved, your hair's a mess, and you're in your. What are you <laughs> we both got to see this, but I was just asking people to put it on the on their stories to, to keep sharing it. <clears throat> and there was people, people I'd never met, Derek, like just tagging me in all these stories and stuff like that. And um, people I never knew would have, would have listened to my music in the first place, just sharing it and stuff like that. It was brilliant, man. It was it was almost overwhelming. You know what I mean? It was overwhelming at points, <laughs> to be honest. But it was it was great. It was uh, it was heartwarming to to see the support. But I ended up like you know you see somebody's story after a night out, and it's like all the tabs you need to pick through them. Mine mine was like there was so many wee bits of just the amount of people to share. I couldn't believe it, man. It was brilliant, um, and obviously it just it paid off. And you can't say a big enough thank you. You know what I mean? And for Go Radio, you were on, you were on everything. You were on Radio Scotland as well, weren't you? Or... Radio Scotland, uh, Capital got me on as well. So, which is, you I know, for class, me, that's that's new. You know, that that's surprising. Usually, <clears> I feel that these commercial radio stations and certainly things like Radio Scotland are, are Capital. They tend to have songs, you know, that are are on a repeater that record labels have paid a lot of money. I, I, th- I, I think I think it is something to do with that. It is, it's like uh, maybe they only play the UK Top 40 or something like that because it is always obviously the, the most kind of current songs that are on the radio. Um, so I think they might have just a contract to play. Ch- I, I mean, I, I'm talking like a term maybe, but I don't know the things are out, but they managed to get wee clips. They managed to get wee clips of the song on. And that's fair enough because even at that, it's a wee taster and if someone wants, somebody hears that, some of the locals brought out a song and it's getting on, played on Capital. Maybe that's that's a brilliant opportunity. You know what I mean? Hopefully, people, somebody will listen, listen to it. Well, they did because <laughs> at this point, so I think it's brilliant you know, to, the, to how good the song is. You know, and you, you hit the nail on the head earlier when you said it's a song about if you don't laugh, you'll cry. And this is the perfect time, a year, or the perfect year, even to bring that out. You know, I mean, some of the lyrics here, it's so relatable to now. Exactly, and it is. It's one of the one of the first lyrics is when stuff happens back to back. You know what I mean? It is. It's just one thing after another. Now, you know what I mean? It's and then obviously we're back into tier four lockdown now as we as we're speaking now. So it's it's bonkers. You're just waiting for the next thing to happen at this stage, aren't you? I know. I'd imagine this time of year as well is usually extremely busy for you. You know, with Christmas approaching and gigs coming up, it's almost the time when everybody wants to get in and have a dance and listen to music. I know, is it exactly that? Like, in August, I had I had inquiries for Christmas parties and stuff like that, and and I'm and I'm, I was I was like, yeah, I, I hopefully everybody's in the same boat. Hopefully, we'll be um, thinking that by Christmas this will all be gone and we'll never need to think about it again. And it's, it's no, <laughs> so all, all the bookings are now cancelled and stuff like that. So it's I it would have been a busy time of year. So I think everybody's the same, but you know, I mean, even with Christmas shoppers, retailers, small businesses, and all that kind of thing, everybody's going to be. Happy with this. And but how does someone like you almost get through that? You know, because I'd imagine that's a big source of your income as well. Just taking away. It is. Um, I mean, you, you do what you need to. I, I, at the minute, I, I still, I'm still, still working as well, um, teaching. 
but all remotely type thing. And that that change is just coming in. And I'm basically, I went back to uni. I was, I was going to say that earlier. But um, I know, so I, I chose to go back to uni as well, just to complete my degree. So that, that was like when it got to March and stuff like that, when it all started locking down, I thought <clears throat> everything's slowing down. I'm nobody sitting in the house doing nothing, so I need to get up to something. So I had one year of my degree left. I chose to go back and do that. So I'm, I'm just going to be completing that hopefully by May. And that's hopefully she'll see us through until gigs come back. But we'll, we'll... Hold a hole. Oh, God, I better go back to uni and do that since I'm not playing any gigs. Exactly. I know. Exactly that. Um, but I, do you do what you can at the minute just to keep to keep going, and that's that's pretty much it. I so we we spoke about you know the the success of the the single and and shooting up the charts and that. You know I, I was I was delighted to see it, but the videos out now, so I suppose that's another wee spot for you as well to can continue that that hype. Uh, the video was a, it was a lot of fun to shoot, um, but we done it in parts around Motherwell and then went into Glasgow and stuff like that, but. It was good fun. It was just obviously to highlight the message of the song and all the wee bits in it. And hope everybody that sees it, enjoys it and gives it a wee share. I suppose it's a, it's a bit of happiness before Christmas as well, isn't it? It'll hopefully cheer people up. And... Aye, I mean, it's, it's, there's wee bits that I, I hope people get a giggle at and, and obviously hope they enjoy the, the song side of things as well. But it's, it's good to get some visuals to it as well because I think sometimes people can relay a message of a song or stuff like that. So it's good to, it'll be good for people to kind of match the two bits up. And I suppose for folk that have been listening to it on Spotify and iTunes and stuff, it's almost putting a face to a name as well, isn't it? I, well, that, that's what I was saying earlier on, is like, there was a lot of people I don't, I, I had never met before or encountered with sharing and stuff like that, and oh, just, just heard this guy, or you know what I mean? And, and it's good, because they've maybe missed a lot of the live streams or never been to a gig or something like that, so I hopefully people will start putting a, a face to a name, because the, the, the cover for the, the single is a, a cartoon, mm-hmm. which is drawn by Liam Shaw, so... People must think there's a wee cartoon guy kicking about writing songs <laughs> <laughs> at this stage. So I, I, but that, that must put a face to a name as well. You know, we, we spoke a bit, a bit about the Scottish music scene and, and you know, it's, it's been so successful in recent years. You've obviously got Capaldi at the top of the tree, uh, whatever else. But do you feel it's quite supportive? Is there a lot of things out there that, to, to push musicians forward? I know that you've uh, you've been along quite often and, and done stuff with Mick Hargan as well. And, and it seems yeah, like there's been a yeah, lot yeah. of people that's come off the back of that. Mick. Mick was brilliant, um, doing all the, the gigs for him. It was in Amethyst and, and King Touch and stuff like that. The opportunities that came for that were endless, almost, you know what I mean? Um, I managed to get King Touch main stage and stuff like that a few times. And obviously just it's playing regularly is the main part for me. See, as long as, as, long as there's a platform to, to play regularly, then you need to keep up with practice and kind of always seek to improve. So it's, it's great to have that in Glasgow, especially. Um, there's a lot when it's all happening. There's a lot of kind of jam nights and stuff like that, and I think the opportunity to play with to play with other musicians is essential, especially as a solo artist, because you can kind of fall out of that and keep your own time to somebody else's. You know what I mean? Count counting completely differently for you. So it's good to keep, kind of keep within that rhythm and get to as many jam nights and stuff like that. And you see so many talented musicians at these things as well. It's inspiring. Mm. You said they have been a solo artist. Would you, would you ever have a band? Or, I, I feel like I've always played in bands myself and. You put yourself out there when you're a solo artist, you're out on your own. If, if somebody fucks up, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I've been there <laughs> plenty. Plenty, because there's a loop pedal I use as well. So, uh, um, I mean, I've got a lot better at it now, but early days using the loop pedal, there was so many, like, in pubs, there was just, like, random wee strings getting picked within the loop and different knocks and percussion that's out of time and stuff like that, didn't they? 
didn't always go to plan, but um, I, 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 I think you do need to kind of rely on yourself a lot. And I, I would, I would consider having a band. I think a lot of the music I write, you can only do so much with a loop pedal, and it would just be like acoustic versions almost. So when venues and all the rest are open, I can probably almost definitely say my first gig back will be with a band. That's my. I, I'm going to say that now, right? So that's my. That, <laughs> I've just decided this now, right? So I maybe actually need to come out to think about that, but. I think the first, definitely when venues and stuff like that open, I'll be seeking to do my act with a band and stuff like that so people can get the full experience for themselves. You know, and I think that's amazing to see. There's, there's people as well, you know, that you know well, young Connor, young Connor Fife is what, 15 I, now. Well, I, I've, I, 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 Connor Fife's amazing, man. Like, Seifer's been such a, a, a young musician. He's, he's incredible, you know, that way. Um, when I remember I seen him, I don't know, I always get mixed up with his age because I've always... I'm amazed by how young he is, but I think it was it was nine or ten when I first seen him, and he was brilliant. Uh-huh. And I seen him again when he was ten, eleven, and stuff like that. It was at the McCargan nights, and he just kept getting better and better and better and better. And and he's playing my band and all the rest of it now. He's his album out. It's he's he's top class. He's a he's a very very That's talented a, young musician. It seems to me that there's this real scene in Glasgow, and the people that work the hardest are the ones that are getting the rewards, like Connor and yourself. Like I remember seeing, as you said, Connor when he was younger, and yourself as well. And it's like he's went through playing. You know, one gig a month to playing every weekend all the time. Solo artists at first, and now backing bands behind you. You know, and people crying out for for more music. Aye, I, it's great to see. It's great to see. It's, it's, um, especially with Connor. I've, 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 as I say, I've seen him from the start, and it's brilliant to see him just come on so much. And he's 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 had that the opportunity and, and that kind of that platform. He always been able to get out and gig. And he's totally took it and ran with it. Like, you know what I mean? He's done the absolute best he could with it and he's doing brilliant. Who else should folk be looking out for? You you are the you're the ground, I'd say. There's hunters. Like I, I don't know where to start. There's absolutely loads. Uh, I I could list I could list thousands. <laughs> no, maybe not thousands, but um I think if you see if you see a musician that's working hard and continually putting out content, um you should really kinda of try and zone in what they're doing you know what I mean because these people are, are trying really hard and working really hard at something and I think that musicians aren't made without support you know what I mean and I think if you know someone who's trying to be a musician or if you can I know someone through someone or heard someone once that you, that you liked I always would say give them a wee like give them a wee share you know what I mean and a wee bit of encouragement because brilliant talent can come from anywhere with the right support I think no, so. that, I think that is vital what you said there because you've noticed it firsthand, as you said earlier and there's people you don't know just sharing your stuff makes a huge difference but as well I've seen someone recently share something on Twitter or Instagram I think it was and it was like you can have a quarter of a million Spotify plays and it gets you peanuts you know I like, calculated like I calculated Smile got 20,000 uh, I calculated how much it would be and it's like, I, I was like what how's, how's that you know what I mean I think it was about 60 quid or something <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 come in. and this and is what like, people who aren't in the music industry or you know who, who aren't in bands or, or putting tunes out don't understand like people will see you being in the top 10 and they'll think oh you must be doing well you must be making a fortune and don't get me wrong you're doing very well musically but it doesn't pay the bills as of yet and they little does, doesn't it always translate I know they uh, especially with the hundred percent of shares do make a massive difference. Um I think that side of things is always backed up with kinda live gigs or doing a tour and stuff like that. So that I'm 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 on the back foot a wee bit with that because there's no I'd love to do that. That's obviously kinda my first protocol when I can. But um nah I don't 
that is it's a bit of, it's a bit of a pain in the neck with that. Um, but I all the, the shares make a difference, especially at the minute. You know what I mean? Um, and hopefully that aids towards the live shows then being successful when it comes to it. Aye. Did you have any festivals lined up for this year? Uh, I hadn't applied for any. No, I, had, I hadn't. I hadn't went ahead to apply for any for this year. But it's been great. It's been. It was really good to get a part of the the kind of online festivals when they when they came about during the summer and stuff like that. I've done a couple of them, and whatever I can get my hands on next year, I'll be there. But, you know, I mean, I've, I'm 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 keen to get back out and playing, and hopefully festivals will be the next step for that. Especially, I've always kind of shied away from festivals a wee bit, Derek, because. I don't like being at a festival and listening to covers, you know what I mean? And, and for a very long time, I was basically doing my music. I was out. I was still learning at this stage, you know what I mean? But doing all these covers, you're learning and stuff like that, which is 100% the right thing to be doing. But uh, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have wanted to play a festival act back then doing cover songs, you know what I mean? Or my interpretations of songs. So I could probably say now that I'd be able to go out and do a set of mon tunes. Even better, hopefully, with a band as well <laughs> when it comes to it. Totally. But uh, aye, so I, I feel I'll be a bit more confident going forward for a festival for the, the, the coming years. Have you got other tunes in the, the pipeline that you're, you're ready to record there? Or? Ready to record a, a big statement. Um, <laughs> but I maybe as I just need to go and take that leap, you know what I mean? As we were saying earlier on with uh, doubting the songs and stuff like that. But there's, I write songs all the time and they don't always come to the public eye or you know what I mean I never really share them but I'm always writing every day I'll come up with, come up with a wee something I always try and every time I pick up the guitar to at least work on maybe one I've started or start something new or something like that um, so and sometimes even the stuff that you've wrote trying different keys and trying different rhythms or if it's a fast song slow it down you know what I mean does it have a different impact how does it go or start, wee things like that they do take a lot of work a lot of groundwork to start with, you know what I mean, to, to then come to sound like something so you can have an idea in your head when you're going forward. But no, I'm I'm writing all the time and hopefully all going well. Obviously right now it's going to be quite hard with further restric- restrictions for the last time. So yeah, people can be guaranteed that I'll be I'll be bringing out more music. Hopefully before the new year comes, but that is that's going to be a hard one to work towards. Um so if not then two thousand twenty one will be a, a year for some new music. It's gonna be a big year for you. Here's hoping, here's hoping. Well, I go as far to say this is going to be my year, or is that too cheesy for a, a podcast for tomorrow? <laughs> no, I, I, want, I really, I want, to take, I want to take the bull with the horns next year. I, I didn't expect this kind of success with the song, so looking forward, um, I just need to keep working. That's a, that is exactly it. You never know what's going to happen. It could completely flop, it could do well, but it will be there regardless. And Tommy, we've played loads of gigs together and I know that you're quite fun to a night out and enjoy a wee beer as well and I don't know how you manage to play in all these pubs and, and stay professional. I, I don't drink when I'm gigging, so I, I'll put that as well. But if, if, I'm, if I have to go on stage, I don't drink, um, basically. until if, if my mates are coming, I'll maybe, and one of them's driving, I'll wait until after, you know what I mean? But it is, it's, it's rare, and it's, I mean, it's never no happened. It's happened a couple of times, but they probably were one of the best gigs to have attended. Um, but no, I do I try and keep myself professional, especially if a, if a venue's paying you to put on a certain standard of show then it's less to worry about if I'm drunk I'm like, oh god but if I you know what I mean I, 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 you start going it's in a different mindset and I need to be in the mindset to be on stage type thing so always always I basically to keep myself professional when I'm playing when that's all, when that's all happening that's definitely the, my 
route of choice. I think that speaks volumes about yourself, you know, and about, about where you see this going. You know, don't get me wrong, this started off as a, a hobby for you, something that you've done in your spare time, playing music, and now, you know, this is something that you want to do and you've committed yourself to. And I strongly believe that your future is in music. You know, that's that's what you're going to do the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean, as you say, it was it was always a hobby. But even when it was a hobby, it was it was 100% what I wanted to do with my, with my life. You know what I mean? I wanted to dedicate it to it and see... I remember I had a job in car sales. I've, I've told this story before, but I'll tell it quickly. But basically, I had a job in car sales. Turned up knackered after a gig on the Friday night and the Saturday morning. My boss sat me down and went, you're going to make a choice between selling cars. You can't do both here or, or playing your gigs on a Friday, Saturday night. I basically said to him, well, I'd rather go and do that, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll catch you after. But. So up the road and got a wee job just cleaning dishes in a restaurant type thing. Just in, I can get a hoodie. And, and I've just started doing gigs, so but that 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 was a real turning point. Cause I thought, like, I need to, if you're going to do this, you see the people who are doing it, and I'm always, I've all like the likes. I was always out at gigs, socialising and stuff like that with other musicians, and the ones that I really seem to know, I'm going like, do you work as well? I work as a car salesman. Do you do? No, no, no. I, I only do music. And I'm, I always like was intrigued as to how they were making money from it and keeping themselves going and stuff like that. So it basically got to that stage. I was about 21, I think. As far as far as I remember, 21, 22. I 21, maybe 20, I don't know. But basically said to myself, right, I'm going to just do this now. This is what I, the, I think my, my family and parents were the two were a bit like, are you sure like, that you, you can get somebody else paying your bills now, you know what I mean, if you're working for them? But I just took it upon myself and tried to go out there and make a make a go at it, you know what I mean? Because you, you really do have to kind of, it's like, you manage. I, I, I'm I'm the artist managing the artist and doing all the promotion and stuff like that as well. It's, it's time consuming at, at, at the same time. You know what I mean when everything's going. So I really had to dedicate myself to to, to get the right results that I wanted. I think that's really brave, Tommy. And I, I think you know you're you're lucky, even though you said that you had that doubt at first for your family. I think uh, folk, so. folk thought I was mental. People are like, like Tommy, <laughs> screw the nut here. You know what I mean? That you, you, yeah. you've left a left a good a good job to just like. Uh, play the guitar and I was like I, I'm, I'm going to do I'm, that's what I'm going to be doing so I, I had a few raised the eyebrows you're reaping the rewards I, thanks very much man no it feels it feels good for the that kind of dedication to be paying off you know what I mean you, you know, it, was a, it was a big risk it makes you wonder how many, how many musicians out there there is that have the same conversations with their you know their girlfriend or their partner or their boyfriend or their families and the families have went nah you can't do that we've got bills to pay and you've missed it isn't it? and it, it's actually a shame that it comes to that, you know, like, I feel that playing the guitar and singing, and that should be a viable option for people if they are good enough to do it. There shouldn't be that, oh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you'll make enough money out of that. Go for it, you know, have your dream. A lot, 100%, and people do need to realise, like, um, the majority, 90% at least, of musicians, working musicians, will have portfolio careers, you know what I mean? It's not just it's not just playing the guitar, you can you can find work doing other things, Um to support what you're doing and and the part-time jobs are a massive player in this jobs within the industry are also a massive player you know what i mean and as much as they're hard to come across if you can work that into your schedule and get all that kind of stuff done it's it's definitely doable you know what i mean the the creative industries and stuff like that as much as they've been kind of brought down recently slated you know what i mean or, or not, not so much that but people are getting told to retrain and stuff like that is this isn't going to be forever it's no you know what i mean and i think that if once the industry opens back, back, once the industry opens back up again, then there should be kind of a lot of. If it goes back to normal, then there should be a lot of opportunities in place. I totally agree with you, hundred percent. 
what's your what's your next tune going to be about? Because you, you brightened up the nation with this one, so I'm hoping it's not going to be doom and gloom. Going to be heartbreaking. No, <laughs> I'm going to break up these hearts again. Uh, no, I'm I'm between a few. I think um, just what we're talking about there. I've got I've got one song, everything in between. It's called, and it's pretty much just getting yourself. It's kind of actually what we've just been speaking about. It's just like kind of taking that leap and taking the chances that. That, that was I wrote that song once I left that job and it was just to take the chances that are in front of you and if you want to do something go and do it you know what I mean don't always be pigeonholed into this is what you're this, you know what I mean this is what you need to do or that kind of thing taking chances and doing what you want and doing doing it well <laughs> that's what the song's pretty much about that's everything in between I've actually I've played that loads I've played there's, there's, that's everywhere but I want to get it recorded properly and I've got I've got a few more a few more that are just that are in the in the the writing stages at the minute so Tommy you maybe check back in but I have to say you know it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you it's, uh, it's thank good. you very much for having me on it's been good it's amazing again after, after this is the great Scott <laughs> I know mate I know I know it's been ages I'm sure I drove by your upper crust but I was too feared to come on and talk to you just in case anybody coughed on me <laughs> for those that <laughs> are watching and wondering what upper crust is if you're ever in Motherwell that is a a wee sandwich bar that you you need to check out. Yes, I'm, I'll, I'll vouch for them as well. Chicken yeah. Ferno or a, a Chicken Tikka Panini, one uh, of the two. I'm quite a fan of a Chicken Tikka Panini, I have to say. They do, they do good chicken sweet corn as well, that's just a baguette, lettuce on it, a bit of red onion. We've got to have to charge. What time is it? Yeah. <laughs> what time is it? 10 to 12? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I might jump up the other room and get my lunch. That's hilarious. Now, Tom, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thanks to everyone who's watched this episode of the DW Podcast. Please thanks go check out, guys. Oh, check out Tommy Maguire. On Spotify, iTunes, all the usual places you can get them on. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I was going to say Tinder, but I don't think you're on that anymore. Nah, no, on Tinder anymore. Can make that, I'll make that certain. <laughs> Absolutely not. Leave that to Lewis Capaldi. You can, you can <laughs> fire on about the Tinder. Um, what, I've got a website as well. People want to check that out. TommyMewire.co.uk so. <laughs> uh, Thanks to everyone who's listened to this episode of the podcast. Please like and subscribe. Uh, and we'll see you again soon. Cheers. Thanks very much, guys. <laughs> <laughs>